Hey, Maddie. Hi. I know everyone knows you, so everyone knows it's me. <laughs> well, and you're you. the you're the nasally one, so everyone knows. Excuse me. <laughs> now I'm gonna be so. Actually, I don't even think about that. That bad review. I I don't think about it either. Yes, Just you do. Every time I podcast. Just <laughs> kidding. I don't. I really don't think about it much, but when I do, it makes me laugh. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Either way, how's your weekend going? It's good. It snowed here, which caught me off guard. Yeah, 19 inches at Snowbird, baby. Wild. I just feel like I was thinking it wasn't going to snow this year, and then I woke up to snow, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's almost the end of October. Oh, yeah, no, it was feeling that way. I always remember trick-or-treating as a child and it being terribly cold. Like, that was, like, the first day everything was really, really cold. So yeah. I feel like we got... Is this the start to, like, a really bad date? <laughs> you know, when you, like... Find our conversation? Like, when you find yourself talking about the weather on a date, you're like, I need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think our listeners hate us? Yeah, they're like, this is a bad date. Like, I'm we out. We gotta go. We're talking about the weather? Well, let's talk about something else, then. You're making a special salad tonight. I am. This is the salad that gets invited to the party. You know it's a good salad when you, it, that is the thing that's invited first. Yeah, it is. What's in your salad? Well, wouldn't you like to know? Oh, <laughs> whoa. Wouldn't Jason Sudeikis like to know? Uh, yeah. Have I you mean, been following the Harry sal- Styles knows. I, he does. He does know what's in the salad. Can you talk about it for people that don't know? Well, apparently, Jake, Jason Sudeikis was very upset. Wait, remind me how you say Jason. Yeah, the time I got made fun of for saying Jason Sudeikis, because I'm sorry, I don't say his name out loud. Okay, ever. so Ted Lasso <laughs> was distraught because apparently Olivia Wilde made her famous salad for... His then wife. Yeah, no, they never got married. They were engaged. Oh, well, his then person. Um, she made this salad for Harry Styles and she was leaving the house and apparently he threw himself under her car so she wouldn't leave. Because, and then was, was sobbing about the salad. <laughs> this is all um, from a nanny's account. Very verified source. I mean, I just feel like nannies know all the dirty secrets, so I'm not discounting it. Oh my god! But I did go down an internet rabbit hole and actually found the salad dressing. So maybe I'll post that on our Instagram. Oh, you should. Yeah. That's not the salad I'm making, but I'm sure it's delicious. Is yours so much better? I don't know. I haven't tried um, Sudeikis' salad yet. <laughs> I think it's Olivia's salad. Oh, Olivia. Or is it Harry's salad now? We don't know. Whose salad is it? Sad. I know. Well, last night I did something I never do. I watched TV and I turned on, well, I watched a movie on my TV, whatever. Did I you mention that you don't usually watch TV because you want people to know that you're elite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing this up because I want you all. No, honestly, it's not even a moral thing or a judgmental thing. I just don't. Like people, everyone spends their free time in different ways. But I often feel out of the loop when people start talking about shows and movies because I can't relate. I made a goal to watch something so that I would be able to talk with other people about you know, new things and, and what people are watching. So this year I did watch Anatomy of a Scandal. I watched it in May and that was the last time I watched something. But last night I watched The Luckiest Girl Alive. 
Have you seen it? No. So it's a book, and then it was turned into a movie. Pretty good. Um, and then I watched Blonde about Marilyn Monroe. Oh, haven't watched that either. Have you? Do you know anything about Marilyn Monroe's history or her life? Um, I don't know a ton. It's wild the way that she, just the way that her career went. And she started identifying, I mean, according to this movie that I watched, which is probably, there's probably a lot of creative liberties taken there. But in the movie, she portrays her as, you know, Marilyn is this stage persona that she has created, but she's actually Norma Jean. But she had a really, really, really rough childhood. And there's a scene where her mother is trying to drown her. It's so sad. Like she, but wow. however, I also, I, I did a little bit of research and I found out that she was actually put um, in foster care when she was a baby. So maybe the drowning part didn't really happen, but she had a really, really wild, crazy and beautiful life that ended really tragically. So you should watch the movie. Okay. Yeah. But it's really uplifting. It's super <laughs> uplifting. It's fascinating. But it's um it made me think of I mean, what a wild thing for her to go through her whole life. This podcast isn't about Marilyn Monroe, but it made me think about like uh, what was I doing in my 20s? Yeah, what were you doing in your 20s? Oh, well, I was married. I was having children. But I was also starting like work and I don't know what were you doing in your 20s? I was working and then I quit a job and traveled and in my late 20s is when I settled down and got married. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because now, obviously I'm at a point now that I, I'm not married anymore, um, but I can look back at my 20s and I know that the, I still feel like I got everything I needed. People ask me now, oh, are you living your 20s now? Oh, interesting. And I don't feel that way at all. Because they assume, like, because you were married, you didn't fully live your 20s. Correct. Which I disagree with. I feel like I totally did. We absolutely traveled together. We moved across the country together. And I still started my career and finished school, even though I was married. I don't know. But there's definitely stuff that I would go back maybe and... Maybe it's just not a typical 20s experience. So maybe yeah. people are like, oh, did you miss out? But you just did it with somebody. Yeah. 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 We grew up together. That's cool. Yeah. You probably learned just as much or if not more than somebody who's single. Because in my opinion, relationships are what really kind of refine you as a person and kind of point out your flaws and point out what you need to work on. You oh, just yeah. got that way earlier than most people. Yeah. Holy cow. So weird. But there's so much I would go back and just there's so much that I would go back and tell myself and that I wouldn't have listened to. I was very stubborn. Like the fact that I got married. Wait, you were really young. stubborn or you still are? <laughs> oh, um, good question. Still am. But yeah, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about because we have a lot of listeners that span, a, you know, we have listeners in their 20s and 30s and even 40s. But I want to talk to that subset of listeners that are in their 20s. Well, kind of what you start, you, you kind of said, like when people ask you, 
what do you feel like you missed out on your 20s? One of my pieces of advice to myself would be like, you're not on anybody else's timeline. Society's timelines, religious timelines, any sort of timeline, you should just kind of give up that notion and just realize you're on your own path and you don't have to check boxes at certain ages. So if you get married at 20 or you get married at 30, it's your own path. So you don't have to worry about those. If you can let go of those outside pressures, I think it makes life more enjoyable. And it also sets you free in a sense because you are not adhering to somebody else's expectations of you, of you. Yeah. I also was very lonely, uh, right before I got married actually. So I had just started college. Um, and I, I remember feeling like, and I even hear this from girls that are in their twenties now, like it's a lonely time that you have friends either moving across the country or they're you know, starting jobs and everyone's lives are changing and you're trying to navigate moving into adulthood. At the same time, you still want to be with friends and have fun and go out. And it's an insecure time, you know? And I feel like if I had, if I had realized that I wasn't the only one going through that lonely feeling I may have done things differently. I may not have made, you know, I'm not saying I got married because I was lonely because that's not why I got married. But um, it really did feel like, oh, all, all my friends have other stuff going on. Like, and I, I definitely had moments where I felt very, um, I don't know, unseen. And I think, like you said, like go easy on yourself and recognizing now loneliness isn't even a thing for me anymore. Now I really enjoy solitude and time alone. In fact, this weekend I canceled most of my plans to be alone and watch movies. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But I think, um, I don't know. And maybe I worried too much about fitting in too, which now I don't care at all. Yeah. I mean, that goes to my second piece of advice that I would give myself, which is don't care what other people think of you. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a process. So it's hard to go back and say, like, I wish I would have known that because I think everybody goes through this process of, you know, you really think other people are thinking about you or caring what you're doing. But most people are just focused on themselves and also just realizing, like, you don't need anybody's approval. You don't need outside validation. Like, you should be giving that to yourself. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, even still, I, I can get caught up in that. So I think... That's more of an ongoing process, but just honing that skill earlier would have helped. Totally. One thing I absolutely would have told myself is to take more risks. So I was, even though I was married throughout my 20s, I was still working and I was lucky to be able to jump into what I love to do. And so I was writing and I, so I was doing copywriting for different companies and I I wish that I had expanded what else was possible for me. I just accepted like writing is my career. That's what I'm always going to do. And that's it. And I didn't look around and I didn't even take the time to kind of dig into what it took for someone to get from point A to point B. I didn't take advice and I didn't ask for advice. I, I was, again, really stubborn. Mm-hmm. So I thought I knew the answer to everything. And so I think 
for me, absolutely, I would go back and say, look around. And if you see something that looks exciting, take a risk, jump into it, figure it out, because this is the time to do it. Yeah. I mean, the one of the other things I, it kind of goes along with what you're saying is don't say no to opportunities because it, you're one moment, one introduction, one lesson, one decision away from like changing your life mm-hmm. and being open to those, I think is really magical. And just realizing that nothing is an accident and the people that are put in your path are meant to be there, whether they're teaching you a lesson or they're helping you to your highest path. And if you approach every situation like that, you're always learning, you're always growing, and you're always taking those opportunities when they arise. Yeah. Instead of like having your blinders on and being so set in one thing, this is what I'm doing, this is what I have to be, this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Instead, just opening up to opportunity and almost like bringing, like calling that in, you know, like opportunities that are coming to me. And be, I think when you become aware of that, it's like more things present themselves. Mm-hmm. I think too, on the flip side, having a laser focus on something, which I mean, there's some people in their twenties. I was this way. I was like, this is exactly what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And that helped propel me forward. But then I did get to a place where I looked around and evaluated and thought, oh, I did it. I achieved my goals. I'm not happy. Like, I don't, I don't like this. And I, I was too rigid. It was way too rigid. So like you said, yeah, just accept and, and be more in the flow of things. But at the same time, I learned a ton by being super disciplined and, and being very targeted. Yeah. I learned a ton from that too. So I guess, I don't know, however you're going to do it, just make sure you're learning and yeah, paying attention. Absolutely. Yeah. I also, in terms of like, not even just professional life, but friendships and relationships, being willing to take feedback. A thousand percent. Yeah. Because that's I, hard to get yeah. good at. Even oh, still, yeah. like feedback sometimes feels like, ugh, ugh, like poke, pokey. Yeah. And, and you just have to realize that like, maybe that's telling you something. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially in terms of, you know, a career or a work situation, taking feedback can feel so personal mm-hmm. and it's not, it's hey, we're not looking at you as a human in being in this scenario, right? We're looking at is the work, well, I guess different industries can feel different, but I, I would say as a whole, they're not looking at you as, oh, this person has feelings. It's like, no, we need this exact job to get done in this exact way. Yeah. So the, for instance, like if I had any edits that were just so hard for me at this point now, anyone could take my writing and I don't care what they do with it. Yeah. And I'll take whatever. But in my twenties, I was so butthurt. (laughs) That's such a funny word. Yeah. (laughs) But I was, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's something I'm still working on as far as like communication style is like being more direct Mm-hmm. And then also accepting people being direct. Yeah. Because I think I still get like personally like, ooh, ooh. But I think the more you can just be direct, the more, and the more you can receive that, 
like the easier life is. Yeah. Well, because you take emotion out of it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not super good at that. Hey, I'm not super good at a lot of things. I live in emotion. (laughs) What do you mean you live in emotion? I'm just, I run on emotion. Yeah. I mean, I just, and, and I think in a lot of ways it's totally served me, but in a lot of ways it's hard. I feel like people are quite, I, I think I've told you this before, but I feel like there are two types of people and you either, oh, and this kind of goes into human design principles. We've talked about it earlier. Well, we talked about it with, um, a couple people on the podcast actually, yeah. but, um, I think human design teaches this as well, that you either are an emotional person or you're non-emotional. And that doesn't mean you don't feel emotions, but emotional people can, you feel a rise and a fall and you feel all sorts of things flowing through you all the time. And for a non-emotional, they experience emotion through other people. Oh, that's fascinating. So it's not a, no, and they experience and feel emotion, but it's like a, um, they have a very neutral base as opposed to an emotional person. Huh. That's, a, that's I don't know. I need to dig into it more, but I feel that way. And in my like human design profile, it says that, that I'm a non-emotional, but I do feel that way. I like have a baseline of like neutral and happy. I have definitely, I'm pretty even keeled, but I'm still really emotional. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would say the last thing would be getting to know yourself and appreciating and loving all the different parts of you because it can, I think your twenties can be an insecure time, especially if you're trying to, I feel like that's the time that you make decisions more for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get older, you start to get to know yourself better and you make decisions that you know are going to make you happy. Yeah. And so I think that understanding, like if I knew in my 20s that self-esteem wasn't tied to being beautiful and it wasn't tied to being successful, it's all about how you feel about yourself and your own self-worth, I think I would have, I would have been so much happier and so much more confident in diving into things that I really wanted to do and accomplish. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I will say for me, I was really lucky in my 20s. I left a job that was very toxic and I just had this gut feeling and I didn't even think twice. It was just a no. And I was really lucky that I was able to get out of a really bad scenario. I will say that the aftermath was much harder than like the initial decision, Mm -hmm. but I will never regret like just totally like following my gut. Yeah. Do you feel like that was hard to identify in your 20s or were you close to it? Like identifying my gut feeling? Mm -hmm. You know, I've always just had a really strong gut feeling and it's never really led me astray. And so I've always really trusted that. I will say it shook me because it was so hard after that I was like, wait, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. But at this point in my life, I know for a fact I didn't. 
But it is tricky when you're making a gut decision and you are thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so much better after this. And you feel worse. And you're like, oh, was that wrong? But it's not always wrong, even if you feel terrible after, right? No. I mean, sometimes it's even more, it's just, it just. It's just part of the process. It's totally part of the process. Picking up the pieces after making a hard decision, whether it's what you're supposed to do or not, it can be really tough. Yeah. But if you let it, that can shake your gut feeling Mm -hmm. versus being like, no, I can do hard things. Even if the aftermath is hard, doesn't mean I didn't make the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that devoted their 20s to one career and then in their 30s, it's a whole different ballgame. And they're on a completely different path. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing is even though I, we've, we've sat here and talked about giving advice to our 20 year old self, like the, the truth of it is the only way to get through your twenties is just to live through your Mm twenties and just do the best you can. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It is hard. But like your thirties are hard too. And every season you have this opportunity to keep growing and keep learning. And I think if you are committed to that, then everything is as it should be. Yeah. And a huge lesson for me, just in life in general, but now that I'm in my 30s, I can look back and go, wow, I need to just slow down, mm-hmm. appreciate things. Absolutely. And not be in such a rush. I'm always yeah. in a rush to achieve the next thing. Well, and then you realize too, and maybe this is like been culturally ingrained in me that there's like a right and a wrong path. And then you realize there is no right path. There is no wrong path. There are just decisions, information, you collect data, you make the best decision. And the goal is to get to your highest path. And there's no wrong way to get there. Yeah. There's like a, what is it? A Confucius saying or like a old, I don't know, Chinese proverb or something where it's like, there are a million ways up the mountain. And the only one who is not doing it right is the one standing there pointing out everybody like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're oh, doing and they're it wrong. at the bottom. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's no wrong way to get up the mountain. Mm-hmm. You just have to go. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's one thing I definitely want to touch on is the, I don't know how much the pressure is there now, but for women this goal to be married in their 20s and then and you and I both were but I'm divorced now yeah I mean I I luckily never felt pressured to get married mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be single forever I was very content being single (laughs) um and I didn't get married till 27 so I was a little bit later in my 20s but I will say it it is very real in in certain Well, I have girlfriends now that are even in their mid thirties and are starting to feel this panic, you know, because maybe they want children, maybe they want, they want a lot of things that depend on them being married. And I would say even that, like, take it from someone who's been there. Like Mm -hmm. there's never, I don't know, like you have so much time. Yeah. You have so much time. And, um, there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lessons and experiences to be had that can be just your own that have nothing to do with being a mother or being a wife or being, um, even being in a certain career. Like I, I talked with, um, I talked 
on a panel about motherhood and about being a woman in the workplace a few weeks ago. And one huge thing that was brought up that after the panel ended were people expressing how um, they were glad to know that they didn't have to really adhere to a timeline because we create timelines in our head for when things should be done. And I especially did that in my twenties. Um, and like I said, I achieved all these things and then realized like, Oh, that wasn't it. That wasn't what I should have been doing. Um, or it was cause it got me to where I am now. Either way, the, I think the reality that we live in a time where there's so many opportunities and so many different ways to live your life and so, and things are more accepted now a lot. There's a lot of different lifestyles that are more accepted now. And, um, I just think it's so beautiful that you can absolve yourself of any type of expectation that you may have had at one time because life is really messy. And if you think you've figured it all out and I'm 34 years old and someone older than me is listening to this and it's like, Oh, you little idiot, you know, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like everything is, it's up to you. Like your life is exactly what you want to make it into. And comparing yourself, like we said, like in my twenties, I absolutely compared myself to so many people and I wanted to be, I don't know. I wanted to just hit every single box and I'm glad that I've experienced doing that because now I know I never have to hit any box ever again. Yeah. I love that. You don't have to be anything you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. You, what did I just say? <laughs> you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. You, you get to be who you want. Yeah. You don't have anybody else's timeline to yeah. adhere to, which I think is really yeah. the best piece of advice you could ever get or give. Well, and if you do, and if you do want to get married in your, in your, in your thirties and you're holding out for that, it'll happen. Don't worry. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of people out there. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. This is Maddie. This is Marco. Get, get well, well soon. soon.